0: Welcome to Naptime Sports Talk Podcast. We are two dads talking sports during nap times. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. Welcome back to Naptime Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you for joining our latest episode. In this episode, we are going to discuss our teams, general managers, and coaches going forward. We'll focus a little bit on the head coaches, um, offense coordinators, and defense coordinators. And then we'll get into our five free agents that we would like our teams to bring in.
1: Yeah, that that sounds good. Um I just want to say real quick, you know, thanks for everyone that tuned into our our first episode. I actually got more viewers than uh I was anticipating, so that was super nice. So we got some good feedback as well. So thanks again for the people that are that have listened and are and are listening right now. But uh just real quick, I just want to jump into something. I just want to, a lot of people that are listening to this are probably wondering, like, you know, why should we listen to these guys instead of, like, putting on, like, a Pat McAfee uh, episode or listening to The herd or something along those lines. And I'm just going to speak for myself for a second, but uh, I don't even think, like, my friends and and family really know, like, how much football, like, I actually watch. Like, we're talking on Saturdays, 11 in the morning till you know 1 one thirty in the morning like 14 hours watching the west coast late games and then sundays a lot of the same you know for the last 15 plus years watching um the nfl f- for you know watching like 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 saturdays 11 in the morning till the sunday night games are over with multiple games on so i mean i feel like you know we got super valid opinions i, I feel that uh Honestly, we probably watch the same, if not more, than you know, a lot of the big media outlets. So hopefully, you know, the people listening can uh, can uh, they can learn a little bit, and then you know, they just kind of like our, our raw opinions. So with that being said, I let's let's jump right into our our, our big topics.
0: Yeah, you couldn't say it better. And I just want to um piggyback off that too. Like Zach said, just thank thank you everyone. We've been talking about this. Doing a podcast for a very a very long time, and we're excited and just want to, you know, we love talking sports, so we hope you enjoy listening. Well, yeah, exactly. So, Zach, kind of leading into our first topic here, it's been a very big off season for your Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we all know that um, they had the interim head coach yep. during the regular season, and then from there, they ended up letting go of their general manager, too, about the same time. Yep, yep. Um. So, what are your thoughts of the new the new head coach and your new GM leading the way in the Las Vegas Raiders?
1: Yeah. So, uh, after last year, I mean, obviously, we started the year with Josh McDaniels, and halfway through the season, we uh, we fired him and our GM Dave Ziegler, and we we promoted Antonio Pierce, who which was our our linebackers coach, and ever since he took over, I mean, everything changed. We're talking the players' attitudes. The performance on the field. Um, everything really changed, but uh even after the season ended, I was still 50-50 on him just because I was such a big fan of uh, Jim Harbaugh. I really, really wanted him. I've wanted him for a lot of years. They actually interviewed him before they uh interviewed Josh McDaniels a couple years ago. And I thought we were gonna hire him then, but uh obviously they didn't go that route. So I was back and forth, back and forth after the season ended, and it's kind of funny. One night I'm just laying in bed, and I'm like, what would what would I do if I'm Mark Davis? Would I, would I just give Antonio Pierce the reins and just let him run with it, or am I bringing in Jim Harbaugh, probably paying him a lot of money? And I decided, like, let's just roll with AP. You know, the players love him. He brought back that Raiders mentality, and uh, it's something that we really, really needed, especially after, you know, the Josh Daniels era. So now I'm, I'm fully on board with Antonio Pierce. I absolutely love it. Um, obviously, a big thing for him was what kind of coaches is, is he going to bring with him, you know? So um, I don't know if many people know this, but we had a deal in place with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, which I was super excited about. He was my number one choice going into this offseason. Um, you know, a lot of people think of him as like an air raid guy likes to pass the ball, um, but he he's a really good run designer, too. You know, he was the head coach for the Cardinals for four years, and uh, three out of those four years, he had a top-ten rushing offense. So, and then obviously, you know, his his passing game is, is elite. So I, I was really excited that we had a deal in place with him. There was rumors that uh, the deal kind of fell out after supposedly Kingsbury wanted three years, the Raiders only wanted to give him two, which in my opinion is kind of pathetic if that's the actual reason, you know, something didn't um, actually happen. So long story short, Cliff uh, goes to the commanders and we hire Luke Getzky. And what's kind of funny about that is Luke was actually one of my last options for offensive coordinator. Um, He he spent the last two years in Chicago um, with Justin Fields. Uh, he He actually in 2022, his first year in Chicago, had the number one rushing offense in the league. Which is exciting. And then uh, this past year he was number two in rushing. So which is nice because Antonio Pierce is gonna wanna he's gonna really wanna run the ball. So, you know, what we have we'll have that figured out. But uh his passing game and his passing concept is 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 just it's not there. I don't think it's very good. Um he's a lot pretty, of
0: screen passes, right?
1: Yeah, tons ton of screen passes, a lot of like uh wide receiver trips where the receivers are kind of running the same routes or they're in the same Area, so it's really hard for the quarterback to should to, to just get the passes out. I mean, it's it's just not a good concept for passing. So, with that being said, um I'm not. S- I mean, yeah, like just to
0: jump in, you could clearly see that with the Chicago Bears this year.
1: Yeah, definitely, absolutely. So, I'm just not super super excited with that hire, and the main reason why is because I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. Um, and hiring Luke pretty much means that Justin Fields, there's no chance that he's going to be a Raider. So, so that's a big time bummer. But uh, we'll see what I, I mean. Obviously, I hope uh, he proves me wrong, and I hope he, you know, we can have a top ten offense. But uh, realistically, I mean, that seems like kind of a pipe dream. But uh, moving on from him, our defensive coordinator is Patrick Graham. We've had him the last two years now. He's actually interviewed for a couple head coaching jobs. Uh, Seattle being the last. He had two interviews with, two interviews with Seattle this offseason, and in my opinion, it's just going to be a matter of time before he's a head coach in the league. Um, there There's a lot of reports saying that he was kind of handcuffed with uh, Josh McDaniels as head coach, and uh, after Antonio Pierce took over, um, the handcuffs were taken off, and since Antonio Pierce took over, the Raiders actually finished the season with the number one defense in the entire league, which is absolutely insane, insane, so... A lot of optimism on the defensive side of the ball, especially being able to keep uh, Patrick Graham for another season. So, we're really, really excited about that. I'm really excited about the defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Uh, a lot of question marks, and uh, definitely a lot more scared to watch that. Uh, a couple more guys, just real quick. I want to touch base on. Um, we hired, or they hired Marvin Lewis as the assistant head coach? And I think that's a huge get for. Antonio Pierce, obviously Marvin Lewis, uh, coached the Bengals for I think 15 seasons, so he's got a lot of lot of experience. Uh, One coach of the year, God, I think that was I was like late, I think that was like 2008 or 2007. One coach of the year, um, but just having that kind of experience with Antonio Pierce is is going to be massive. Um, the, the funny thing about Marvin Lewis is he coached in the league for 15 years, and he's never won a playoff game, so. That's that's kind of concerning to say the least. Oh, um, yeah,
0: that's kind of <laughs> insane too. You talked about that last podcast how your how the Raiders haven't won one one since two thousand and seven.
1: Yeah, well, they haven't won a playoff game since two thousand two. But but yeah, they have two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. I've been a fan since oh seven and haven't seen them win a game a playoff game obviously okay, since right. then. But yeah, it was it's been since two thousand two. So yeah, wow. we're we're over twenty years now. So I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Uh, yeah, another guy in uh, AP's ear is Tom Coughlin. Uh, I think that's a huge, huge guy to have in your quarter. I mean, he's been coaching since the 60s. Head coach mm. for the Jaguars. Um, a lot of people probably remember him the most with the Giants where, yep. you know. A couple Super Bowls. Yeah, he's yep, two Super Bowls. He upset, obviously, the, the undefeated Patriots. So having a guy like that is massive. Uh, moving on to the GM. So this one was kind of weird um the interim gm was was champ kelly and i really wanted to keep him around i I was hoping that they were just going to name him gm well they ended up going out and hiring tom telesco the old uh chargers gm and which is nice about champ kelly is actually champ kelly is going to stay on board so we will have champ kelly going forward but just as the assistant gm so i was really excited about that but um speaking on tom telesco he uh he's been in the AFC West for since 2013, which is huge. So he knows all four teams very well. Um, I would say that he's probably an above average uh, drafter, which is huge for the Raiders because I mean, if you look at the last uh, just say 20 years of the Raiders drafting, it's been so bad. It's been I, I don't even want to get into it. it's been so bad. But uh, Tom, Tom Telesco has drafted guys like Herbert, and Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, um, Asante Samuel Jr., who I really like, so I'm excited about that. Having a a veteran GM with the rookie head coach, um, I think it's going to be a really good match. So overall, I mean, I kind of went on a little rant there, but overall, I'm I'm really excited, and uh, I think the optimism should be pretty high for the for the for the Raiders going forward.
0: Yeah, and, you know, what? I'm excited too to watch this or to see what they do this offseason. Um, big fan of what Pierce did this year. You could just tell the difference as soon as he took over. That mentality like you spoke on, just that Raider mentality, right? That yeah. That tenacity. Yep, it's um, been missing for we're just so gonna, long. Yes, exactly. We're just going to go in there and bully guys, yep. right? Yep, exactly. Man, watching them play the Vikings this year.
1: Um, Man, what a game that was, huh?
0: Max Crosby, he is, if not... The best pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah, Um yeah. he gave Brian O'Neill a lot of trouble that game. He yeah, gave one of the better line line right of tackles trouble. in the league. Yeah, yep, exactly. So I'm excited to see what the Raiders do go um do moving forward. Yeah, and yeah. you know Tom Telesco. One thing you can say about him is the Chargers have always had a pretty talented football team. Yeah, exactly. Um, I totally they just agree. just had some tough luck and some bad luck with injuries as well. So yep, that's very yeah, true. Yeah, I think. I'm excited to see what they can do um yeah
1: yeah it'll be really cool yeah optimism is definitely high yeah for sure I agree but but let's hear about your Vikings I mean mean, you guys uh you've had KOC now for a couple seasons you're able to keep uh uh Brian Flores the defensive coordinator I was really surprised that he got no head coaching interviews this offseason that blew me away so yeah uh, yeah I I couldn't believe that
0: it was pretty surprising you know and um you know, you just wonder if his um, lawsuit with the NFL had anything to do with that. Yeah, I'm that's, not sure, that's You know, But true. it just it seems like maybe because what he did, he took a ranked 31st defense and turned them into a mid-level defense this season. So Yeah, absolutely. And not with a lot of great personnel, too. Like, we don't have a lot of guys on that D-line Um. Yeah. um besides Hunter. And then Wadham stepped up this year. Yep. You know our D backs, it's there's not a lot of depth there either. So yeah, he I think he did a fantastic job. I'm excited moving forward with B flow. Yeah, um, to have a off season, the second off season with him, and having him, you know, and Kwesi hopefully build that defense the way in his own vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to speaking on Kwesi. You go back on the uh, 2022 draft mm-hmm. and. He really had a tough draft that year. Yeah, he did, Um, for sure. Drafted 10 players um, and not, I think, let's see, Chandler, Booth Jr., Ingram, Evans, Asamoah. Those are the only six players or so, Mm -hmm. so five players who've had any meaningful snaps.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's insane. That's a
0: problem right there. For sure. um, So, yeah, speaking on Kwesi, you know – I think this is a big offseason for him, what he's going to do with Kirk, what he's going to do with JJ, um, how he's going to address these holes, how he's going to attack this cap situation. They have $28 this year, I believe, sitting as of right now in cap space. Okay. Um, So we do have a little bit of room, Mm -hmm. and obviously that could grow based on extensions, restructures, maybe some different roster cuts, things like that. Exactly, um, yeah. I know they let go Harrison Smith. They can save a decent chunk of money there. Um, you know, personally, I like, you know, Harrison Smith, Ring of Honor. Future type, Hall of like, Famer. Yeah, you know, and it'd be tough to let him go. Um, so it'd be cool to if we can get him to come back, but, man, maybe he can restructure his deal and come back for a little less.
1: Yeah, a little hometown discount.
0: Yeah, so we'll see, but... um so yeah, the twenty twenty two draft, you kind of know how I feel there in that first round. Traded down with the Lions yeah. at twelve. Um, <laughs> we were watching that draft together, and I you still know my can't believe it. I still yeah. can't
1: believe they did that.
0: For sure, we'll keep it clean on this podcast. But <laughs> yeah, that, that was my <laughs> true thoughts on that,
1: dude. For sure, I just so, can't believe that you're making trades in the first round with your, your your division teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that just makes sure. no sense.
0: Especially, you know, I tried to stay optimistic as much as I could during that time. Yeah. Um, yep. But, uh, man, my favorite, one of my favorite players in that draft yep. was staying there,
1: just, just was
0: staring <laughs> at us right in the face. Right? <laughs> he
1: was, too. I know exactly Notre what you're Dane talking boy, about. Yep.
0: And we ended up taking that same position at the 32nd or 32nd pick. Yep. Kyle Hamilton uh, was the guy I'm talking about here. We could have had him at 12. He goes on to the Ravens. He's an All Pro this year. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, we can't do anything about it now. You know, drafted, seen, yep. um, seen, had that big injury rookie year. Was barely on the field this season. I seen him a lot of or in a lot of games. He was on the sidelines in street clothes. Yeah, which is very concerning. Healthy and um, active. Yep. You go talk about the second. Round pick there that year, I was really excited about too. Booth Jr. Yeah, um, we I was drafted too. Him. I was too. Yeah, and you know we drafted him to be a starter. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't draft him to come in and be a depth guy. Exactly. So when you, you there was a lot of swing and misses in that draft. Yeah. Obviously Ingram had his struggles in year one. Year two was better. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Evans, he came in and played in year one, had his concussion issues. This year, um, he came in and played some meaningful meaningful snaps. I believe he missed some games down the stretch. Uh, another guy, you know, I was really excited about this year just because he's a speed linebacker. I thought he was going to fit right in the middle of the defense. There's Brian Asamoa and Yeah, I did too. He did not do anything, man. No. Like, he barely played. Yeah, that was. That's one thing that was surprising uh, to me. And, you know, I think also we got to remember too, in 2022 we brought in Ed Donatel. Who I like to call AKA Ed shell if you go back
1: to that 2022 <laughs> season, oh, that uh, was brutal to watch, man. That was so bad.
0: Yeah, just shell defense all the time, just dink and dunk down the field, and man, that was very frustrating to watch. So B flow was a nice, nice change. Night and in day, that honestly, right? night and day. Yep. Yeah, we asked for blitz, and he gave us blitz. He yeah, a let's just say that right now. A lot of blitz. So <laughs> went from but, no
1: blitzing to a lot of blitzing. We'll just, we'll just put put it like that.
0: Yes, exactly. So I understand that Quasey in that draft, he was trying to build that defense in Donna Shell's vision, right? Yeah. yeah. You think of a, you think of seeing he's got speed, uh, I think you're at like a 4-3, yeah, I he don't was, know, yeah. something like that, just a yeah. burner. Um, he was looking for that guy that can come up and make plays in the run game when he's back deep yeah. in that Shell defense. So I understand they were looking for guys but man, that 2022 draft really set us back a lot Tough. in the depth category. Um, moving on to the 20, the next draft, so the 2023 draft, we had six total picks. He had a home run pick with Jordan Addison. Yeah, um, for sure. An elite route runner, creates separation. Um, his ability to go down the field on those fly routes, catch it, take a hit, and break a tackle and go for six. Yeah. Well, something that surprised me this year. So he had a couple plays like that. So I really like that pick going forward. He's definitely our number two. Uh, Hopefully we get JJ locked up this offseason, and we'll have our number one and number two guys going forward. For a long Um, time. For sure. Solid pick with Blackman. You know, played a lot of meaningful minutes. I think he still needs some good development there, but Mm -hmm. I think he's a guy that could potentially make a difference. Um, And then the biggest... Besides that, we had um, one of the biggest moves didn't even come in the draft, and that was finding Ivan Pace Jr. as an undrafted free agent. Yeah,
1: what a stud he is, huh?
0: Yeah. He uh, he had, like, he was just unreal. And this, the thought that he went undrafted when he was a, I believe he was, like, a top college linebacker, um, and a lot of people just kind of didn't want to pick him based on his size. Yeah. So... But yeah, I think the 2023 draft was a lot better. Um, obviously, still not perfect. And then 2023 free agency, he added Byron Murphy, cornerback. I thought he was pretty solid this year. Yeah, for uh, sure. Still young. You know, brought in. Yeah, for sure. He has. Yeah, exactly. He's young. Um, brought in Powell, wide receiver. I like that pick, or not? I like that signing. I'm hoping that we can get him back. He's a nice little depth guy to have. Yeah, nice specialty too. There. Yeah, for sure. Just can't be having him do the tush push on uh, <laughs> yeah, two, oh, two. quarterback sneaks oh there. Gosh, so
1: yeah. that was brutal, dude. <laughs>
0: Especially when you talk about a guy like they could have had in there, Josh Oliver, just a mammoth of a tight end,
1: right? Yeah, and they ran it with back to back plays too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, back to back plays of that yeah, Bengals that is... game. Uh, we went up and just the Bengals scored, I think, in the third quarter. Third quarter and just kind of went off from there, man. It was all downhill, but yeah. Um, hmm. You know, Port, he was a risky signing. You know, he had that injury history to begin with. And, man, he just got hurt right away, basically. And I think it was training camp and just never came back. I mean, he came back for a game or two, I think, versus Carolina. But after that, he just could never make it back on the field. So Yeah, and he just signed um, a one-year
1: deal, right? Like, he's a free agent this offseason.
0: He did sign a one-year deal. But the problem with that one-year deal is to get the cap down, they had to put a void year into this year. Oh, okay. so okay. he's gonna have, that. yeah, he's gonna have some money in that void year. Um, he's gonna have some money in this, you know, that we that it's already paid, but it's against the cap this year. Yeah. I think, yep. and, you know, it's not very big, but it's like five million, maybe. Okay, so yeah, it's
1: still pretty significant. Is,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so I think the tape back, you know, it's, to go back. What I think about Quasi, I think. It's still up in the air right now. He had that tough twenty twenty two draft. Had a little better draft than twenty twenty three. But this off season I think is gonna be a making make or break season for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking How of you, that, well, uh yeah. See, go sp- ahead. Yeah, speaking of that uh Paul Tush push, what do you think yeah. of, what do you think of KOC? You're I mean, obviously he's your head coach, uh you know calls all the offensive plays. What do you think of him? So KOC,
0: I I like KLC. You okay. know, I think he's the right guy for the job. He's young co- He's a young coach still. Yep. You know, he's still learning the job. Um, definitely has areas he can grow within himself. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, just some questionable decisions that he makes in certain calls, certain times of the game. Um, maybe not so aggressive in certain moments. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, I don't want him to be as aggressive as like a Dan Campbell. Yeah, that's, that's you know, but too I res- much. Right, I respect that because he lived and died by that sword Dan Campbell did. But yeah. I would like to see some aggressiveness out of KLC, And I think we saw that a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. But there are still some times where we just didn't see that. Um, you know, his pass game is terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a good pass game. But they need to find that they – they need to find the happy medium in the run game too. You can't just rely on the pass in the NFL. You need to have those long, sustaining drives, wear down defenses. Yeah, I've got to you know, control if the you clock. Really want Exactly. Like the time of possession, we talked about that in episode one. Yeah. It was a terrible huge concern. Yep, exactly. Eight minutes, like you're not going to win a lot of games with eight minutes of time of possession. No, so. no. But I do like KOC. Um he just has some room to grow, and yeah, I just like I said, I just think he he's the right guy for the job. What do you think of him? I just would like to hear your perspective, Kelsey. Yeah,
1: no, I I honestly I agree a lot agree with a lot a lot of things that you said. You know, he's a young coach. I think he's still 38 or something. So, mm-hmm. and in today's game, um, you really want an offensive coach. You know, obviously, it's nice having those defensive guys that are are you know. Kind of in your face, aggressive. But at the end of the day, man, those those offensive minded coaches like an Andy Reid and stuff, those are the guys a uh, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, look at the Super Bowl. Those are two offensive minded head coaches and he's got both mm-hmm. of those I mean, those systems are amazing. Well, I mean, we yep. talked about it already. Patrick Mahomes, he's got a lack of weapons, but they're still they still dominate. I mean, yeah. Kyle Shanahan, he's got Brock Purdy as his quarterback and you know, look at what they're doing. So having an offensive-minded head coach and a good one at that, KOC is that, and I think he is the guy going forward. I, I think their offense is fun to watch. Um, they need to, obviously, we we talked about this earlier too, but they need to find their franchise guy. But once they get him, um, I mean, even if they had a healthy Kirk all season, who knows, Kirk could have won MVP. Mm-hmm. They could have easily been in the playoffs this year, you know?
0: Yeah, So for if, sure. If
1: you get him a quarterback with those weapons, you got, you got Addison, J.J., Hawkinson, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, so... Yeah, I I like KOC a lot and I he's definitely the guy uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, um just I think we need to be patient. I think we need to be patient with Quasey still. But I know this like I said, this off season is gonna be big for Kwasi. Yep. What would you do? Say if the Vikings really struggled this year, do you move on for Kwasi? Do you move on from KOC? To me, we I don't. You know, I give them um, at least their contract. I think yeah, that, C, if he signed a four-year deal. Okay, I'd probably have to go back and look it up, but I think he signed a four-year contract. Um, I think KOC and him signed the exact same amount of years. Sure, but I think we just need to be patient with them, um, and see what they can do. But like I've been saying, this off season, this off season is a big off season.
1: It is. So, it is. If I mean, if they go out there and totally, you know. They just have a really hard time in the draft and, and are reaching on guys. Um, I mean, it's it's it'd be really tough to bring a guy like Quezzy back. But what's what stinks about that is if you, if you let Quezzi go, you get a new GM in there. That new GM is probably going to want his own head coach in there, and then it turns into a kind of a mess. So I agree with you. I, I give it until at least their contracts are up um, and roll with Quezzi and KOC for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, um, speaking on our next topic, kind of moving into the off-season talk here. Yep, we got the Super Bowl Sunday. Excited for that. Yep. Um, and then after that, man, it is off-season. So we have free agency coming up. Mm, we'll have real quick um, NFL the NFL Combine after that. Well, actually, NFL Combine first, yep. then free agency. Yep. Um, and then we'll have some pro days. We'll move into my favorite time and that's the nfl draft
1: so me too for sure
0: but before we get there let's talk about our five um free agents that we would like to see our teams try to go after this offseason and zach who are your five free agents that you'd like your raiders
1: to add to that roster all right so so right now we're we're actually sitting really well with cap we have a 36 million free cap that, uh, that puts us in the top 10, but we can also clear 25 more mil um, if we cut Jimmy G and Hunter Renfro, which which is going to happen. So that'll oh, put gosh, us, yeah, yeah that, at the end of the, when it's all said and done, that'll put us uh, right around the top five for for free cap. So, and we really don't have a whole lot of guys to re-sign. We have like um, Andre James. He was our starting center this year. But uh, if I had to guess, we'll probably let him walk and we'll probably move... Uh, dylan Par- parham he was our our guard this year probably just move him to center um kind of talked about josh jacobs a little bit i would like to see us use some of that cap and and bring him back with like a let's just say 11 to 12 mil uh per season maybe a three-year contract i think that's fair um our right tackle needs to be resigned. signed played really well for us um but he shouldn't be too expensive so the five guys that I have on my list here are, are pretty realistic like we could go out and pay you know these guys if if they really wanted to so number one on my list here is Chris Jones talked about him last podcast he's unrestricted unrestricted free agent this offseason um 20 26 sacks the last two seasons you know still under 30 years old bestie tackle in the game uh I don't think the Chiefs can afford to bring him back next year. If they were to, to slap the uh, franchise tag on him, it would cost them 33 mil against the cap. So that's just way too steep. I don't see them, you know, slapping the cap on him or slapping the, the franchise tag on him. Yeah. So Chris Jones, by far my number one. I mean, you put him next to those, to Koontz and, and Crosby, and you steal a guy like that from your division rival is, is huge man uh, that would be god would that be awesome. that would be unreal to have him in the middle of that defense like that would be pretty scary it'd be so cool and then uh today it was kind of funny they they had the super super bowl like interviews today and uh he was talking about because obviously the chiefs are in the raiders locker room and using their workout facility and whatnot and and he says it's the best in the nfl so i mean it'd be nice to to bring him in and, and make that facility his new home um Number two on my list, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, now, is he really going to hit the free agent market? Probably not. Uh, Tampa is probably going to do whatever it takes to bring you know get him back. Only 25 years old. Um, in my opinion, I think he's the the best safety in the NFL. At least this year, he was first team All Pro. Probably, probably the most versatile safety in the NFL. Lines up all over the field. Probably him or uh, Derwin James, but but just this year I wrote his stats down he had over 100 tackles, 6 sacks and 3 interceptions. So, so like I said first team all pro, if you could get a guy like that and you know have him just be your chess piece in your defense for the next 5 to 8 years, I mean that would be huge. So uh, I would love to get him. Probably going to go back to Tampa though if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be hard for I think Tampa to let him walk, but I'm wondering how much – I think – I wonder where they're at with their cap because I know they have to try That's, to get Mike Evans back too. Yep. You
1: yep. know, and
0: what are they going to do? Are they going to try to sign Baker Mayfield? So there is a possibility they may find themselves um, – I'm not sure, like, the top of the cap off my head – or the cap number they're at at yep. the top of my head as of Same. right now. But, um, yeah, that would be cool. You know, Minnesota boy uh, played for the Golfers, Dad, longtime Viking, one of my favorite Viking of players of all time, yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yep. So, man – yeah, that was This be... his ability to go in and, you know, go in there and just stuff guys in the run game on the edges. Man, he was he was just so much fun to watch, and mm-hmm. his
1: son definitely has some of that in him as well. Yeah, both just absolute playmakers, so much fun to watch. But but going back to that Baker Mayfield, it sounds like he wants like forty mil a year. He kind of wants what like Kirk wants. Now, is he going to get that? Probably not. But the fact that that's kind of what he's looking at is is kind of scary for for Buccaneer fans. A lot of money a lot of money for that, Baker Mayfield.
0: That is a lot of money. You know, he had a really good year, so I'm sure he's going to try to get all the money he can. Yep. It looks like in um, 2024, they have $36 million, almost $37 million, rounded up $37 million in cap space. Okay, so they're right around 2024. Right okay.
1: So, so yeah, they, some have, pretty they have some cap, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so number uh, three on my list, uh, Jalen Johnson, cornerback from Chicago. Uh, he, his, his story is kind of interesting. He, uh, had a really slow start to the year, um, but he, he was hurt. And then he requested a trade at the deadline. Obviously the bears didn't grant it. And then the bears went on and got uh, Montez sweat. And ever since they got Montez sweat, I mean, Jalen Johnson looks like an entirely different, he just looks like a total different player. Um, dude, um, complete.
0: Yeah. That Montez sweat trade. What it steal. Once dude. they brought him in,
1: completely that different defense, defense
0: went off. Like, just a total difference maker. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but man. No, like, it's, yeah, go he ahead. He is, he is, He's I can't legit. believe the Bears got him for what they gave, you know, what Washington got, you know. Yeah, Washington. Back
1: for him, yeah, so. I'm, I'm really surprised by that, too. And right away, the Bears gave him a $100 million contract. Like, they weren't messing around. That was such a great trade for those guys. That's why, I mean, this is a whole different topic, but I really like what Ryan Poles and, and the Bears are doing with all these picks and trades that they're doing. Big fan of what they're doing. but
0: Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward with all that cap and, yeah, like you said, all those
1: picks in the draft. Dude, for sure. But yeah, Jalen Johnson, end of the season, um, he was second-team All-Pro, Pro Bowler this year, only 24 years old. Now, he's going to want a big, big payday. Now, I don't know what he's going to end up getting. I'm, I think it's going to be a lot, and who knows if uh, Ryan Poles is actually going to dish that out? So pretty rare for a corner like him, 24 years old, you know, second team All-Pro to hit the market. But if I had to guess, I think he'll be on a different team next year. Um, fourth on my list, not maybe, you know, not a not a super popular name, but a guy. He's, his name's Robert Hunt. He's a, he's the guard for the Dolphins. Six uh, six, I think, 340 pounds. Super versatile. He uh, played guard and tackle. Um, only 27 years old. And I kind of talked about uh, Andre James earlier. And if we let him go, we slide Parham to uh, center. We got an open spot at guard. And with Hunt, he's usually pretty healthy. You know, he's 27, like I said. You could just plug him in, not worry about it, and you, get, you got your starting guard for the next, I don't know, six years probably. And then uh, last on my list, but definitely not least because I love this player, Patrick Queen, uh, linebacker from from baltimore he's uh probably one of the most slept on linebackers in the entire nfl because in my opinion because he plays next to Roquan smith uh the last two seasons i had to write his stats down he's got over 50 quarterback pressures 250 tackles eight and a half sacks three ints and that's just the past two seasons Mm -hmm. he uh First round pick too, right on LCU? Yep, first round pick. You know he's fast. He he ran a four five zero, so he's a good sideline to sideline guy. But uh, he's also one of the better run stuffing uh, linebackers in the entire NFL. So he's an absolute stud. He's he's going to get paid, I think, fairly well this offseason. He's he's only twenty four. Um, if I had to guess, he's probably going to get a contract similar to uh, what uh, God, what's his name? Oh, Traymond Edmonds from the Bears last oh, season. Yeah. I think he got oh. right around four years, like 70 mil-ish. And I could see Patrick Queen getting something similar to that. So, but yeah, those are my. I kind of went on a little too long there, but yeah, those are my five guys: uh, Chris Jones, Winfield Jr., Jalen, Jalen Johnson, Robert Hunt, and uh, Patrick Queen. I mean, even if if even if you can get just one of those guys, I think all five of those guys are are difference makers, and love to see them in the silver and black.
0: Yeah, that would be. That's a good list right there that you put together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would I would be pretty excited to see Winfield Jr. in a Raider jersey. So that would be really cool. Oh man, I would love that. Yeah. So my uh, five free agents I wrote down for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, Like I said before, like we have 28 million roughly in cap as of right now. You know that can change based on extensions, uh, restructures, and cuts. Right. Yeah. Uh, we do have a void year for Kirk at twenty eight point five million dollars. So if they do bring him back, they can move that down, um, spread that out in the future. Um fourteen point nine million dollar avoid uh, void year for Hunter. So same thing. If they would extend him, I would imagine, you know, that money would be moved in the future. It's money that they already earned, but it was just a free up money from last year. Sure. Um and then yeah, so Number one guy on my list, like, you know, some of these guys we don't know, they might re-sign with their teams. Yeah. That's very possible. Yeah, we're so. super early in this. Yep, very early. But my number one guy right now, if we lose Hunter, or if we even try to bring back Hunter, you know, I don't know if we'd be able to afford both of them, but mm-hmm. is Chase Young, defensive end, uh, Sam Fran right now. Yep. Um, You know, second overall pick back in 2020 out of Ohio State. He's still only 25 years old. Um, he's coming off his healthiest season. I know he's had some injury history in the last past two years. Um, you know, I think he, he's had, well, I had to write this down, seven and a half sacks this year. He could be in for a cheaper, prove it kind of contract deal. You know, um, I could see on that sporadic, for sure. yeah. yeah, on sporadic, you know, they have like the A, V, or average what they think their market value is yeah. and they had him on there for 13 million dollars so that's a guy that i could see potentially um you know come in on a prove it deal we need that we need any path we need a lot of pass rushing help so i think he would be a good guy to add to that list
1: yeah and uh, i think they paid marcus davenport wasn't he right around 13 mil for one year deal so they, maybe they could possibly just give him that davenport contract you know
0: yeah, that's very true. That's very true for sure. Um, next two or next guy at number two, uh, is Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle. Nice, yeah, he's awesome. Out of Miami. Yep. yep. He's you know, good size, six four, three ten. Um, very smart. I remember back in the draft, I think he was like he had like earned two degrees in four years or something like that, which is pretty impressive. For sure. Um, you know, familiar with that Flores scheme, played for Flores. I pretty I'm pretty sure Flores was the head coach at the time when they drafted him out of Clemson. Um, he's in year five of his career. You know, he hasn't missed many games, especially the last three seasons. He's only missed one game, which is pretty impressive. Um, nine sacks this past year, his best year for sacks. You know, having a guy like that on the D-line, that that sack total, and he's also one of the best run Stoppers. defenders on the line yep. um in the NFL. For so, sure you know, Courtney Sporadic, his market value is at twenty point two million. So yeah, he's a little more expensive, but mm-hmm. um but worth it. He's worth it, yeah. And, you know, we need that guy in the middle of the defense that can get in there and um get apply pressure up the middle and also help with the run. So that's something that we're missing right now and that on that D line. You know, I like sure. Harrison Phillips, um, but I think Christian Wilkins would be an upgrade for sure. My next guy at number three is a middle linebacker, Devin Bush. Um, drafted out of Michigan back in 2019. Had a pretty solid rookie year. You know, he was drafted by the Steelers back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Then I think this past year or past two seasons, he's been playing for Seattle. Um, kind of had a tough. Sedan, statistically speaking, only played 13 games and had, was in 21% of the snaps um, in 36 tackles, but could be a solid guy to pair with Ivan Pace Jr. I believe Hicks, I don't know if Hicks is under contract. I think he might be a potential free agent. I would have to double check that, but you know, I, I, mean, I just think of him and Pace going forward. I think that would be a nice one-two tandem there. He's yeah. athletic and linebacker back at the Combine in 2019. Ran a four three or four four three four. Yeah, I was going to say he was he's fast. Pretty impressive. Yeah. He's yeah so sideline the sideline guy, and I think he would fit nicely in that Flores scheme. I like it. Uh, next four, I'm going to go or pick number four. Now I'm going to go to uh, an offensive guy, and that is DJ Chark, wide receiver. You know, we KJ Osborne might be gone this off season. Um, we might not want to bring him back. He might, you know, he had a really off year. He, I was expecting a little more out of him this year, but man, um, he kind of had a tough season. But I think DJ Chark would be a nice wide receiver number three to have. You know, another yeah. LSU boy. Um,
1: good deep pretty... threat.
0: Yes, exactly. He's pretty precise in his route running, can create pretty good separation. Uh, six three, so he would be a nice guy to add into our passing attack and roll with JJ Addison chark and then TJ Hawkinson when he's back I think that would be a nice
1: a nice uh pass attack with whoever would be the quarterback yeah for sure and I he's really fast too I think he ran like a low 43s I think he's like a 432 guy if I remember right but yeah he's he's got wheels yeah and you know
0: that'd just be another guy to take a, take the tops off of defenses so yeah absolutely and yeah so I'd be pretty excited about that one um and number 5 is Might be a little surprising. He's going to be free agent this offseason. He's had a lot of injuries in his career so far. Just has had no luck. Man, I thought this guy was going to be just... I thought he was going to have a great year this year, and then he got hurt in the first game. You might know what I'm talking about. And that's J.K. Dobbins, running back um, from the Baltimore Ravens, coming out of Ohio State. You know, he's had an injury history, so he could be pretty cheap. Um you know, on a one-year deal or something like that. And back in that draft when he came out, he was one of my favorite running backs. He was, and, yeah. And he's flashed. You know, he's flashed in the games he's played. His rookie year, I think, is either year one or year two. I can't remember which one he got hurt early in, but he was off to a pretty solid season one of those years. And, um, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think he could be a steal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. His His first two years when he got opportunity – I remember, like, they always kept showing his average, and his uh, career average is, is crazy. I don't know exactly what it is. I would have to look it up, but I'm talking, like, it's got to be close to 6.0. I mean, he's, uh, if you given the opportunity and, and him actually staying healthy, I mean, could be an absolute steal. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, and how old is he? But... He's got to be 26, maybe? I mean, he's still young. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to yeah, be right still... around Josh Jacobs' age.
0: Yeah, you'd think he's gotta be, you know, in his mid twenties. Yeah. Um, that'd be back. A really great he drafted back, back he drafted back in twenty twenty. Okay. Um, so but yeah, he was a stud at Ohio State, that's for sure. Yep. And you know, I think he's only like 5'9", nine, so he's a little short in statue, but man, he is just he's he runs with some power too, you know, he's more of like a one cut back. So I think he would be a nice guy to add to this running game. Um, maybe pair him and Ty Chandler go or Ty Chandler moving forward. I know Alexander Madison is still under contract next year. He had a tough go of it this year, as yeah. we all know. Yeah. Zero rushing touchdowns. But, you know, we'll see what they do this this offseason if they bring him back or if they cut him. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think the Vikes will, would potentially cut him, or do you think they'll just bring him back and give him another shot?
1: Uh, I think they'll bring him at least to camp. I think that he'll have an opportunity to at least fight for maybe running back two or something. But I think if he, you know, shows up to camp and looks a lot like he did this year, I mean, I could, I could totally see him being a, a casualty when it comes down to roster cutting, and him not ma- actually making the team, especially if they were to go and get a guy like Dobbins, and then just say they draft a guy in like the fifth or sixth round. I mean, that's already two guys. So, you know, is Madison really going to be the third back? I could totally, yeah, right, I, could, exactly. I could totally. If I had to guess right now, I would say that he's probably not on their team. Uh, come next yeah.
0: season you know especially when they have um, they draft for that Dwayne McBride I know he was on the practice squad this year but they'll be able to bring him back to camp too so yeah. who knows if they'll just go with you know a couple guys and have him as like a third back or something and you know I gotta think of two Cam Akers you know they obviously yeah, yeah. have interest in him with that trade so you know thinking of what he can be coming back from that Achilles injury you know he's still pretty young so I think that I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that we would bring back. Um, only time will tell, though. So. Yep.
1: Exactly. But.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our show for episode two. Yeah, that was um, perfect. Yeah, you know, we we went out and we're diving right into this podcast thing, man. So <laughs> yep, we really are. ended up creating an X account, formerly known as Twitter. And it's just called nap time sports Pod or uh nap time sports talk podcast. So be sure to give us a follow and, um, we'll drop our, um, we'll drop what's going to happen in our upcoming episodes on there. And we'll also share our show on there as well. So yeah, thanks for listening everyone and skull Vikes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for everyone that listened. Like I said, we got a lot more viewers uh, that first episode than I was anticipating. So definitely appreciate you guys. And, uh, Yeah, just uh, keep listening. Hit that bell icon and get notified when new episodes drop. Love you guys. Go Raiders.